Hey, it is Wednesday, July 13th. Kyle and I were just comparing the red on our fitness rings because we got barely any sleep last night because we spent the day in Atlanta, but we brought you all something home from the trip. Everywhere I go, the people we're not, really want to know who I is. We're not the kind of people that go away and come back and don't bring gifts. No gifts, right? <laughs> One of the fun parts when you're a parent and you bring little gifts home when you travel. So, um, yeah, yeah, we were in Atlanta yesterday. If you go back to our social media feed, you'll see some of that. Um, got to spend time with, man, one of our favorite people, Patrick Abad at Beaver Toyota. And just the space is inspiring. We'll talk about that in a second. We have an interview with Patrick that we're going to share with you in just a few minutes. Um, just saw the inflation. Let's start on an up note. Just saw the inflation numbers come out. 9.1%, which unfortunately means we're going to have to raise the price of this podcast. I think yes. we have, we've been holding off. <laughs> we've been holding yeah, off. I think we're going to go 9.1, 9.2% just to stay ahead of inflation. Gotta, so for all of you. Responsible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> be responsible. Oh, man. Uh, well, so we're back in the saddle. We had like just literally like single digit sleeps last night. Well, we always have single digit sleeps, but like two and three hours yeah. of sleep because we it was, it was got tough. home late and then the kids and then the, the waking up and the slap in the face and all that thing parenting life is good don't let us detract from it because it's very without rewarding. a doubt very rewarding Look, and it gives the, us something the, to talk the about. way that my kids ran at me this morning you know after after haven't been gone a day like that's worth all of the missed sleep uh yeah, that i absolutely. got it's like that ah that big hug it's a little bit longer right so yeah it's character it's builds character um we are just uh want to give a little update on a soto obviously tickets are for sale a sodocon.com yesterday patrick was like hey i had somebody call me out of nowhere i haven't talked to forever they, they have this big position somewhere and they were like hey is this a SodoCon thing? Great, because I, I, it looks really good. I'm buying a bunch of tickets. We're going. We've never heard of the person. We didn't even know they were in our community, but somehow they saw the SodoCon fire, and they're coming too. So if that's you and you're listening to this this morning, we can't wait to meet you. Uh, but people are buying tickets. You really should get your tickets sooner than later because once we announce all the speakers this week and all the other fanfare, they're going to go much, much, much faster. Yeah, we realize we realize there's probably some people even listening to this podcast that are just like, well, what are we actually going to be doing there? What's the actual timeline? And, and we can say it with words on a podcast, but we're going to get all of that stuff up to the website, content, speakers, the whole nine yards over the next five to six days. So you'll have a really clear picture of like, what is the content going to look like? Who's going to be speaking? Who's going to be involved? What people have already committed to come? Uh, so, so that'll be really good. And uh, speaking of people that have committed to come, Stop. That was slow. Segway. Time. <laughs> All right. No, I, really, <laughs> we are really excited to have Dave Meltzer, uh, yes. which many of you may have seen uh, on Clubhouse or LinkedIn, or even uh, at our year in extravaganza last year, or at our Vegas event, and uh, just a really high-level business thought leader understands uh, the market environment, understands a retail mindset. You know. Content you know, production, entrepreneurialism, all content, the whole nine yards, right? And uh, and so, actually, Paul, you're going to be on his LinkedIn live today, uh, just kind of talking about the event and and what we're doing with this. Yeah, right? yes, uh, it's called Instagram Office lives, Hours. Right? Office Hours on LinkedIn yeah. Live at 11:15. It's at David Meltzer, M-E-L-T-Z-E-R. I um, hope you join us. We're going to pull Kyle up there. I'm pretty sure too. Um, <laughs> and we're going to we're going to have a good time talking about that. His Office Hour show, by the way, is next level. You should see some of the guests he has on that show. Um, right, a little bit higher. 
than our pay grade, which is why we're on Instagram Live, not in the studio. There you go. But, but I, you I, go. we'll take we'll take it. We want to hit a couple news stories quick and get into the interview with Patrick because um, whenever we can have you here from a dealer, we know that that's kind of the most beneficial thing for all of us. And his pe- his perspective is one that I think we need to hear uh, more often. But first, let's talk about a couple stories we may have missed because we were kind of on the run yesterday. Yo, what's yeah. this thing about BMW offering a seat subscription for heated seats? So BMW... <laughs> I was looking for the button. We're, so, We're this slow. is what happens when you get three hours of sleep. We're like, uh, it's right there. I promise there's been no alcohol involved in the production of this podcast. We're just a little bit slow this morning. So, oh, man. BMW. Yeah, I saw all the comments. So basically <laughs> 18 bucks a month and they'll unlock. I, you know, there's going to be some hackers out there. Just re- re- hotwire that sucker. System, right. <laughs> Hot wire, basically hot wire in the software side of the system, but 18 bucks a month, 180 bucks a year, or $300 for three years, $415 for lifetime access to keep your to bum warm, heated seats, keep your butt warm in the wintertime. So some places don't care if you're in the Northeast, like, look, I used to be like heated seats, but living in the Northeast in the wintertime now, it's like the heated seats are pretty awesome. So, um, you know, this is kind of a this little is ridiculous. No, look, I thought oh. it, I thought it was ridiculous for the remote start in my Kia, right? <laughs> that was ridiculous. The heated seats are next level. Like, talk about feeling like you're going to get nickel and dimed. I think it just makes a terrible customer experience. Think feeling like now, like, like you can buy a full set of aftermarket heated seats for your front two seats, have them installed and everything for 415 bucks aftermarket. I know. And a lot of times they go up the back, right? Like, I know maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to try to like value, like add value into some packages and include the subscription, right? As like a giveaway. Um, the takeaway it was the telling it like we see it in our email. So if you don't have the email, go to asodu.com, get on the email list because we pump this stuff out every day. And here's here's what the, the telling it like it is. It's building cars with features that may never be even be turned on during a chip shortage seems like a really strange plan, right? Let's put chips in the cars for features that may not even ever turn on and we'll just make less cars. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, I know we're weird. running out of these chips, but we're going to put them in in case and someone may not ever use them. Rent it. They'll just sit there. They can It'll rent it on a monthly basis. All right. We got to move on so we get the Patrick's Keep interview. Um, another one. This is an article in Barron. So Barron's a, site, a source that we'll probably start looking at more often. We don't cite too often, but Barron's very high level economic view, um, taking a broad look. So when they focus on automotive, we lean in and pay a little bit of attention. Right. So they talk about this rising uh, rate, very quick rising rate of repossessions happening and that being an indicator of what might be to come as far as people having gotten in over their head in their payments. Lucky Lopez is a car dealer who's been in the business for 20 years. First of all, the name Lucky Lopez. If that ain't a car dealer name. If that ain't a car guy. If that ain't a car guy, right? His parents were car guys. You name your kid Lucky? Without a doubt. Your your parents were car peeps. Um, (laughs) So he goes to auctions and bids on repossessed cars, and he noticed some common characteristic on defaulted loans, and that's most of the recently repossessed cars originated in 2020 and 2021, when typically speaking, repos would have a whole range of loan origination dates. Um, And so really, this is indicative of people having more money. And what did it say? It says part of the problem is consumers' income were temporarily high as the pandemic brought about debt forbearance, pandemic stimulus checks, PPP, the whole thing. And uh, I guess people, you know, just kind of assumed the gravy train wasn't going to end and and they just bought cars they could not afford. 
Yeah. I, you know, I, I approach an article like this with some, some hesitancy. Well, of course. Because as, and you'll, you'll hear this in our, in our interview with Patrick, like there are some people that the gravy train ain't slowing down, you know? Um, so I approach it with some hesitancy, but we've been talking about affordability. And the reality is, is that the last two years has been a lesson in how to approach affordability mm-hmm. and whether or not we can continue at the pace that we have been con- continuing in the retail market. And so early indicators like this are definitely things to be aware of, not just for, you know, what consumers are doing with past purchases, but what consumers are doing with current purchases like yeah. today. Yes. Right? Yeah. One final note from the article, uh, Pamela, Pamela Fui, the P-F-O-O-H-E-Y. We'll you got Lucky Lopez right. and, and Pamela, Pamela Fui. Law professor at Cordozo <laughs> School of Law at Yeshiva University. That is a very important sounding law university. i never well heard done. of it before. Yes. She warned in 2021 of an auto loan crisis. She said then that they were he- heading into the pandemic. Auto loans outstanding were at record levels already. And auto loan delinquencies were hitting new highs every quarter. And she said back then she thought the bubble was about to burst and then the pandemic hit and short circuited all that. So um, just a little another source that we don't usually talk about, but car loan repossession is kind of an early indicator of like, hey, maybe people are starting to have trouble paying these loans. Let's wrap that around into this conversation we had with Patrick, because when Patrick, we talked about, you know, the recession and we hear the, the talk all the time. It's in the news this morning. He's got a perspective on it that I think a lot of car uh, people, a lot of dealers and people in the industry are starting to adopt, you know, thanks to some people speaking some levity into the situation, like Jonathan Smoke from Cox Automotive saying, whoa, 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 whoa. It's it's very popular to talk about it. It's everywhere. But let's look at the situation for what it actually is and then be a little bit prepared. So here we go. We're going to roll our our interview with Patrick yesterday, and then we'll come up and we'll close you out with a little high five. We're going to sleep for 10 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> we are sitting here uh, at Beaver Toyota, coming Georgia, just north of Atlanta, hanging out with Patrick Abad, good friend of ours. He's been so gracious to, to let us hang out with his store today and just see what his team is doing and hear from that. And, you know, we were having this conversation earlier a little bit and just kind of want to get a little bit more feedback from you that obviously there's a lot of talk about EVs and agency model and recession looming and everything coming in from market forces um, and and really hearing that a lot of dealers maybe aren't exactly feeling that within their walls, either in their business and, um, you know, there's some things that publics are saying or OEMs are saying and then what dealers are saying. And so what are you doing or what are you feeling or hearing within your store um, with that from like outside looking in, but also what's happening on the ground level uh, with you and others that are in your seat? Well, I would say on the ground level, I think you got to control the mindset a little bit. Um, we say it all the time in the steel ship, we have our bubble, let's protect it. And um, being aware of what's going on outside the bubble is important, but the mindset in the bubble is more important. And like we use an example, used cars is a perfect example. 30,000 used cars are sold in Georgia every single month. Do I really care if that goes down to 18? as long as I get my four or 500, right? That's the mindset that you have to have. And, and you gotta have obviously the policies, the procedures, the processes and the mindset to back that. Um, but that is gonna be our philosophy through this is like, it doesn't matter what happens outside here. It only matters what happens inside here. And I think if most dealers take that philosophy, they're gonna be just fine. 
Yeah, and what are you, I guess, from, because you're talking to customers every single day, what's the sentiment on, you know, engaging with your business on, you know, looking for cars and, you know, shortage of inventory and prices and stuff like that? What, what's the real consumer sentiment from the ground level? Not the surveys, not the Gallup polls, anything like that. What, how are communicating customers working within your business? I, truly, there hasn't been much of a shift other than the rate increases. I think that is the only one that we're really hearing the talk from the consumers are, is the rate increases but at the end of the day the majority of our customers finance right 80% of them finance so they care about what comes out of their pocket today and what comes out every single month that's it so as long as you can control that I think you I, I think you're aligning with where the customers are at yeah, that's awesome you know Paul we talk a lot about just how you know you said that the bubble inside and outside that that a general awareness of the market is really important for everybody right but that controlling what you can control. And, um, you know, I think that, that a lot of what we talk to dealers about, right, is this, what, what are the controllables? What are the things that you can do right now to make sure that your business is sound and safe and, you know, Brian Benstock and, and David Spizak are like, I don't, they're probably not the first ones to say it, but they say it a lot. But, so you, they might you know well the phrase, the first ones right? To say it. <laughs> right. But the phrase is that, you know, fix the roof while the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day actually here. So it's, it it's, it's very nice. the, the right day to say that, but you know, fixing the roof while the sun is shining, there's still a lot of sunlight in, in the roof out there. And so continuing to fix the roof and make sure the processes and inventory and all those things that you were talking about are dialed in is super important. Well, you know, there are a lot of things like one of the things we love is that we get to travel. We get to see a lot of stores. We get to see a lot of dealerships, meet a lot of people. You by far have one of the most unique places in the retail automotive industry I've ever seen. And everyone says they have an awesome spot, but you have some features in this building that I have never seen anywhere else. And it's really driven by your mindset for consumer experience. Can you talk about some of the unique decisions you've made in this building, including, including the one you showed us a little bit earlier today um, and, and why you think that is important for a retail experience? Well, and the reality is it started with Mr. and Mrs. Beaver's vision for what they wanted to provide for the consumer and for their employees, right? So this building is like, it's not just built for consumers a lot of people go so heavy on consumers but it's also built for employees right we have a full full gym upstairs right everything from pelotons to free weights to machines that our employees can use anytime there's showers upstairs there's a laundry room upstairs for our employees you know and then yes and then you have the consumer side right we have two massage rooms that are uh, for our consumers then we as you saw we took a conference room that was like not being used and it's like okay we use this conference room once every couple weeks what can we do better for it well let's put a hair salon in that's there, right? obviously the next choice yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. You need a magician, an artist for this, right? right. And no. you're bringing in no. someone who you're not. You're not running it. You're bringing in someone who yeah, knows how yeah. to run it's this. It's just like our restaurant. We have a full-blown restaurant down here. That's an outside company that's in here. And the same thing with the salon. It'll be somebody's personal business within inside our business. Now, the only the only caveat to being in our, inside our business is they have to provide world-class service and a world-class product. Mm -hmm. So, and and. You're also one of the only auto dealers. I wonder if you're the only retail auto dealer that has a liquor license. <laughs> He's not. He's not. I, I actually know of a, is it a Lexus store, I believe, that like they, they, they have a liquor license and they have people that intentionally go like post work to do that. So I'm sorry you're not the first, but I think you're going to do it in a unique way where you're actually going to host things like watch parties right oh yeah 
when you look at outside, we have that fire pit outside with the big TV. I mean, you're talking about college football games out there. You can come here. You can have a burger, which is we call a badass burger, right? You can have a badass <laughs> burger, right? You can have a beer. You can watch a football game and you get your hair cut, right? And it's like, oh, it's a car dealership. What do you need all that crap for? What do I need an empty conference room for? Right. Right. You have to see so, this place. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's super cool. Okay, so a lot of people might look at that and say, yeah, I don't think I can talk my dealer into putting in a salon or getting a liquor license. But all these decisions are kind of like driven by a similar philosophy. What would you say to dealers who maybe can't make that kind of investment or don't have the space or don't have the support to do that? How would you encourage them to take a step in the direction well, I think it's really just staying connected to your community. I really do. I think, you know, if people can come here and you have the best burger in town, right? It, it uh, like, where do you want to eat? I really want that burger at Beaver, right? Uh, oh, and I can, uh, you know, uh, you, you have a world-class product upstairs when, they, when the salon opens of you need a haircut, right? I really want to, I got to go get my haircut. I'm going to Beaver. It's staying connected to the community. And you don't need a salon and you don't need a restaurant to do that, right? You could do things like let your conference room be used by the police department so they can have their meetings there or the principals in your local county. You do that too. We do do that too, yes. But but those are things that keep you connected to the community that people just, they, they, they forget. Like when you when you have a successful business, you have a responsibility to, to be good to the community because it is that community that makes you successful. And I think a lot of times, and these those things, letting them use your conference room, buy them breakfast and they'll, you'll look like a hero, you know? Yeah. All right, Kyle, you... You've paid a lot of attention to consumer experience because when you were in a dealership, you did what you could with what you had, right? What are some of the similarities that you see in the way Patrick approaches consumer experience as, as you did when you were at Mazda? Well, yeah. So, and we didn't. We didn't have that massive space. Mazda That's showrooms are a lot up, right? smaller, you had a right? Budget. Yep. You had to do a lot with a little. Well, we were we were intentional about the coffee, right? Like we made sure That's that coffee a big surprise, machine you know, was right. You were just making sure it was right <laughs> for you, but we'll pretend it was for everybody. No, else. I mean we we put in a lot of intentionality around. There was actually we we took a team mentality to stocking everything, right? So we th there was a goal to never ever have to have a customer uh ask us like hey are there straws or is there coffee or anything like that so it was a team mentality to make sure that the water everything was stocked so it was always a focus the other thing that we did is we built the showrooms with uh, a very community atmosphere in mind and we worked with mazda actually to do this and it wasn't actually a ton that i did but i know that my that the leadership that that was in our stores working with the architects was really about how do we create an energy in the store so we knew that uh, you know if there was laughter happening, so we had open showrooms with open sales towers, and and there it it was something that actually our customers said a lot was like I came in and it just seemed like everyone was being friendly and everyone was laughing together and there was just something about the environment and so we actually we were intentional about how do we create that how do we create this kind of like every touch point has an energy about it. Um, and so I think that that's something that people can really do is, is how do you, you know, remove the barriers, you know, make sure that there's not, you know, things that you can't see over places you can't go yeah. so that there is always an energy about the, the retail environment. Um, the more you can do that, then, then I think what you do is you, you create the opportunity for people to say yes more often actually to being there. So even. this is the kind of stuff like when we branch into hospitality and retail, right? When I look at this store, I think hospitality and retail, right? Not car dealership. We're going to be talking about a lot of things in this vein at a SotoCon, and I think you're going to be there. You going? 
You know I'm going. I wouldn't miss it. Listen, chance to hang out with some of the brightest minds in this business. Uh, um, no, I'd like to close this. No, but seriously, that that Asoto, I'm super pumped just to hear some of the names that are going to be there. It's going to be a, 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 an experience that I think I've been wanting to go to and be part of. So I'm now I'm super pumped. When, when is that? September 11th through 13th. Also. Yeah, yeah, and we were talking about it today. You know, from the schedule perspective, we're going to start uh, at 5:30 on Sunday night, so you can make an, a nice like. Take your time, get there on Sunday, and then Tuesday will be done by noon, 12.30. So you can take that afternoon flight, get home Tuesday, be in your own bed, or be even back at the store if you need to uh, for some people on the East Coast. So uh, it'll be a a high-energy, high-intensity short time, but it'll be really focused and really intentional about what do we do about connecting the retail side of our industry to the way a lot of other retailers think. And so we'll be taking practices from outside and inside of uh, the automotive industry on that. So, Patrick, thanks for hanging out with us us today um you you've been a friend since clubhouse and, and a mentor but also a business confidant oh, and friend so uh really appreciate no, you thanks for coming i mean listen i love when you guys walk in the building and you guys alone just bring a cool energy that my people love and i think it's fun yeah awesome, awesome. Well, sounds good i'm sure we'll see you soon and uh, we'll throw it back to us actually live so <laughs> i like it how we threw it back to ourselves <laughs> oh my goodness oh hold on kyle i can't hear you you're still muted. You're still muted. There you go. You're back in. You're back in. It's okay. It's fun to throw it back to yourself. Back to us in the studio tomorrow morning after three hours of sleep. We got this. Yes. No, I, I actually, I was just enjoying listening to Patrick because sometimes when you're in an interview, Absol- like you're I listening. I did the same exact thing. Yeah. And you're like, I know what you're saying because I have to engage in this interview. But then when you listen back, you're like, oh man, that was some really good stuff. Okay, better I'm than I remember. <laughs> I thought it was good, but I was like, oh, that's great actually. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for hanging with us today. You know, we're trying to bring you more and more angles on everything that's going on. We're trying to bring you more and more in-store interviews, talking to dealers, getting our hands in the dirt. Right, because that's what the Soto community is about. It's not just telling you the news. It's not just you know bringing you a little this and a little that. It's actually hands in the dirt, bringing it all together as it's relevant. So obviously, we're going to keep doing that. We have new podcasts coming. We have oh gosh, there's going to be hundreds of pieces of content on the way as we start making content with all our speakers over the next sixty days. So what you just saw there, there's a lot more of that coming. Get your tickets at asoducon.com or just subscribe to the email at asodu.com so you can get more of these insights. Thanks for spending time. We got, even though we're tired, we got a lot of work to do. We're on the grind, baby. <laughs>